Yo, what's up, everybody? This is JJ Martinez. This is Big Jeff. And this is Beauty and the Beast Mode. Podcast. Season. Five. Episode. We ain't keeping track. That's right. Not anymore, baby. We're just rolling, rolling, rolling. I don't know why I chose that song. I don't even know. That was Limp Bizkit. Oh, that was, that was Limp Bizkit. Yeah. Okay, for a second, I thought it was Kid Rock. And I was like, I don't know why I'm quoting Kid Rock on here. Bro. No, a little uh, Limp Bizkit. Is Limp Bizkit from Jacksonville? They are. Oh, Mark, maybe that's why. It was like a subliminal yeah. thing, bro. Take him to the Matthews Bridge. Does he say that in the song? Yeah. Get out of town. Yeah. Are there any other references? Um, not that I know of offhand. How many, do you know how many bridges there are in Jacksonville? Four, I think. Isn't it called like the City of Bridges or something like that? I don't know. Man, what? Come on, Jeff. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh, bro. I ain't fact checking that. The Bridges of Madison County. Um... Well, welcome, peeps. Uh, Just to let y'all know, if you go all the way back to season one, maybe even season two, maybe even season three, uh, you know, we had some friends on the episode every on on the podcast every now and again. And one of those friends was a gentleman named Carlos De Leon, also uh, the lion. That's what we called him. Uh, He's going to be joining us today and he's not going to jump in at the moment, but he was doing some research on uh, if Jacksonville was was known as the city of bridges or something like that, so he'll answer when he jumps on. But uh, Big Jeff, what's up with you, man? What's up? I got so much, bro. This oh week. Oh my gosh! What's going on in Casa de la Fremit? All good too. All good. All good. Uh, I like how you say all good. Like most of the time, people expect you to come up with something that's not all good. Well, you know, I have been known <laughs> to like. I'm an open book, so sometimes I'm sitting there like ragging on my kids if they've uh-huh. done some dumb uh-huh. shit. But uh, all has been good mm-hmm. in that regard. Uh, celebrated my 22 year anniversary mm-hmm. with the Celebrate wife. Celebrate me home. That's right. 22 years, deuce, deuce, yeah, baby. Married. Yep. I saw the pictures, man. It looked like you were having a good time. Yeah, man. yeah. She uh, rented a house in Palm Coast and oh, wow. uh, with a pool and. Gorgeous, mm-hmm. gorgeous mm-hmm. little house. You know, I always like brick houses. And She's a brick house. <laughs> yeah, it was we're, we're gonna get to you. Yo, you be patient. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a light brown brick. I always love that look. So, uh, did our thing there, and w- when we went into town exploring, it kind of brought me back to my New York roots because exploring the town of Palm Coast. Of Palm Coast. Oh my gosh, I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say that sentence. So it winds up, I was a mess, looks wise. Normally I am, but what like, do you mean? I, the beard was all shabby, and my During goatee your, was before little, you guys went to Palm Coast. Before we went okay. there, so. Uh, she was getting on me about getting a haircut and getting cleaned up. So I was just like, all right. So we're driving and I see Dom's barber shop. Shout out to old man Dom. Wait, was this a surprise? What? The trip for you. Uh, no. And, oh, okay. No. Uh, so. So you, you just weren't in the mood to get dolled up for your 22nd anniversary. Yeah. We, <laughs> you know, we were just chilling at the house and, right. you know, no kids. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so I see Dom's Barbershop and I'm like, you know what? Pull into Dom's Barbershop. So roll on in there. I, 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 like I have a, a picture in my head of how Dom looks. 
Because Dom there was somebody else. So Dom was there. Yeah. Joey cut my hair, though. Dom and Joey. All right. Yeah. But let's hear your thoughts on Dom. Well, I mean, it's, I'm probably going to say something very stereotypical. But I'm imagining Dom on, yeah. is an, an older gentleman. He's probably about 5'8", uh, maybe. Less. Um, uh, five four maybe about uh, probably has a substantial amount of weight on him, like a hefty older dude. You he know? was barrel shaped. Yeah, go barrel on. shaped. There you go, and either dark or white slick back hair. Grecian number one, <laughs> slick back black hair. <laughs> yes, yes. And yes, you could tell that the Grecian was fading a bit. Right, right. So it was black mixed with brownish white. Uh huh. I get, a, a I, get a, I get a Sopranos feel from Dom. Absolutely. Okay. Poly Walnuts. He had the three yeah, tone yeah, hair. Yeah. You Just, know, I met him before. You've met him before. We met him yeah, before. We met yeah. him before. Yeah. yeah. I think I met him a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. So winds up that Joey cut my hair though. So I walk in and they have up like. New York Giants, New York Yankees, New York Rangers. You felt at home. I'm just like, my people, you know? Mm-hmm. So Yankees game is up on, the, up on the TV. Yeah. So I sit down, and there's a dude in a New York Rangers shirt, and I'm just like, damn, you know? Literally, like I walked into my old barbershop in New York. It was like a white people's coming to America. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it winds up that here it is. Joey comes in, and he goes, who's next? And I point to the guy across from me in the Rangers jersey and he go, in the Rangers shirt, and he goes, oh, no, no, you go. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, he goes, I'm waiting for such and such. So I'm like, all right. So I get up and start walking towards him. He goes, you're going to let an Islanders fan cut your hair? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's, you're an Islanders fan? And he's this like, This is so yeah. great. I love oh, this story. Bro, it took me back. And by the way, my accent. I, I was going to go there. Bro. Just right back into like it. Like for the whole weekend now <laughs> has been there. So winds up. So we laugh about that. So long story short, winds up that the dude who kind of like got Palm Coast building, mm-hmm. building, built. <laughs> whew, I just had a mini stroke. <laughs> so was from New York and 80% of Palm Coast, so they say, is from up north. Mm-hmm. So like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, like tri-state area. Right. And like a big mix is like Italian and Portuguese. Mm-hmm. So this is everything that he's telling me. So he's telling me all this different stuff. And so sure enough, I get my hair cut over there. Love it. So, funny story. So, I'm sitting there, and as I'm waiting, rewind it, as I'm waiting for Joey to come in, I'm just sitting there with my arms folded, you know, like up against the wall and watching the Yankees game, and I keep looking over, and I'm, you know, because in my head I'm looking at Dom, and I'm, right, right. I'm laughing inside a little yeah. bit, because totally stereotypical, uh-huh, like, uh-huh. so, winds up that he keep he's cutting a dude's hair, who, by the way... With scissors and a comb? Oh, Yes. <laughs> And by the way, old Dom is cutting a dude's hair that's, like, older than Dom. Right, right, like, right. Like, I swear to you, I don't know. He looked like the emperor from Star Wars. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. Like, super old dude. Yeah. So he keeps... You're like, is this weekend at Bernie's? He keeps, like... <laughs> he keeps corner me, bro. And the I'm old like, guy or Dom? Dom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
because I always look around, you know, and I'm like watching stuff. And I see he keeps like looking up at me, looking up at me. And I'm like, what the hell? So when I go to sit down and get my hair cut, I guess he realizes that I'm just... Look, I, when you, I know you're about to do it. I need you to go full dom. I, when you do voice, this is voiceover oh. acting right here. I need you to go full dom, okay? Okay. So as I'm sitting in the chair, Dom walks over and he puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes... <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I'm kind of relieved. Because I see you sitting there with your arms folded and you're kind of a big guy. And pretty much I thought that you were here to whack me. <laughs> really? Did he say that? He said exactly that. Oh, my God. And bro. I go, whack you. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just here to get a haircut. Right, and right. he goes, no, no, trust me. I'm, I'm relieved. I'm like, obviously you're relieved. Uh-huh. Because you go from a day of cutting hair to a day of, this is it for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't get to say goodbye Super to nobody. Soprano style. So I'm like, you must have done some stuff, Dom. Seriously, In a right? past life that you're worried every day. Yeah, why do you think they all to fled to, to Palm Coast? Right. It's all witness protection. My <laughs> oh blue my heaven yeah, Palm oh, yeah, Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good reference, bro. So I was just like, damn. So sure enough, I'm like, all right, so... You know, I saw a bakery up the road. I'm like, is it any good? Is it an Italian bakery? Let me guess, Dom's Bakery. <laughs> <laughs> you would think. But the guy goes, ah, it's all right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's all right. It's Portuguese. It's not Italian. So I'm like, all right. So one guy goes, yeah, but they got, um, they got good cannolis. And then Dom goes, you know, they got the pies. And I'm like, the pies? <laughs> like all the pies, right? <laughs> you know, Joey, what, what is it? The pies. Oh, the, the, oh, you mean the custard pies? And Dom goes, yeah, yeah, the custard pies. They're so good over there. Here it is. I'm just cracking up. Yeah. Like I walked into like an episode of This Is Your Life or uh-huh, something. Uh-huh. So, winds up, he goes, I got a place for you. Any New Yorker will know this. The quintessential New York breakfast. Mm -hmm. Breakfast is you walk into a deli, give me a bacon, egg, and cheese, salt, and pepper. Right? It's bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll, salt, and pepper. Mm -hmm. I haven't had that once since I was down here in Florida because the bread isn't the same and they don't have like regular Mm -hmm. delis. They like, got a different water in the bread. It's very true. It's true. <laughs> but like a deli was on every other corner in New York, yeah. you know, like between regular delis and bodegas. And they don't have that down here. So sure enough, he goes, I got a place for you for breakfast. So I surprised the wife. Big surprise, right? 22nd wedding anniversary. <laughs> hey, baby, I got you a bacon, egg and cheese. Uh-huh. But sure enough. A week before, she's like, I really miss being able to go and get a bacon, egg, and cheese. Wow. So sure enough, she was happy. We had a bacon, egg, and cheese. They gave me a couple other places. And uh, yeah, Ollie's Discount Store. So the geek in me, they had like all these graphic novels mm-hmm. for like five bucks and mm-hmm. only like 25 bucks. Right. So we did that. 
So I was looking through stuff, and there's a place called Coliseum of Comics mm-hmm. in Florida. I think I've heard they're of it. They're a chain. Right, right. So they had a, uh, an event going on this past weekend in Jacksonville, kind of like a road show, they call it. And mm-hmm. they put out all these comic books, Funko oh Pops, gosh. graphic novels. Did I novels. tell you about that? I think I told you about that a while back. Or did I tell <laughs> you about It was something else. Oh, okay. It was a different event. But sure enough, they had a, a guest that was going to be there. And I saw it and I was like, oh my God, I would love to, to meet this guy and take right. a picture with him, you know? Mm-hmm. Take a picture, just shoot, shoot the breeze with him for uh-huh. a minute. You say shoot the shit, it's your podcast. <laughs> I, I don't know why I was like, I got to keep it clean. So, so sure enough, I wake up in the morning and she goes, by the way, I got you a meet and greet with this guy. Bro, I wish you would have said, I wake up in the morning and on the other side of the bed, there's this guy. That would have been good. <laughs> Rub my feet. Um, to where I'm like, are you kidding me? So it goes from me saying, oh, I'd love to meet him and take a mm-hmm. picture with him. Mm-hmm. To all of a sudden, she gets me a meet and greet, which compri- is comprised of Ruth's Chris dinner and like watching the movie that he starred in. Right, right. And getting like autographed stuff and blah, 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 all this different stuff. So. It was Sam J. Jones. Sam J. Jones, you don't say. And probably any youngins like who? <laughs> but it was the dude who played Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. In the you don't 80s. say Flash. And Is that how it goes, Flash? Yes. Okay. Queen did the soundtrack for mm-hmm. the movie. So those who didn't see that movie, but the youngins might know him from the movie Ted. And Ted 2, where they had him come in playing Flash Gordon and himself. Right, right. Bro, if I could tell you, this dude, like when you meet a celebrity, you know. Well, that might be a stretch right now for him, but I'm listening. (laughs) He's a celebrity. He's a celebrity. Bro, he, so there's currently a documentary Mm. about his life. It's called Life After Flash. Amazing documentary. I wouldn't even doubt if they remake that movie soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with all the play that it's getting mm-hmm. between Ted and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, super humble, super down to earth. Yeah. Just what you wish when you meet somebody. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just like there when you're meeting him getting an autograph. Right. You know, like... It, Behind the scenes, this dude is legit. Especially like a childhood hero. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like somebody that you grew up watching yep. and, and you had these aspirations for and all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So like, and it's kind of true. So like that movie came out, I think in like 81, mm-hmm. 1981. And I was, I was like two. nine or 10 years old when it came out, mm-hmm. you know? And Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but... You know, we've discussed on the podcast how there are parts of my childhood that were really rough, you know, and... It's so mean. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, seeing him in that role, in that movie, kind of, like, gave me some strength, 
to get through some of the mm. shitty childhood, you know, like when I was a kid. So I sat there with him, told him my story. Wow. He started crying. I teared up. He started tearing up, you know, like saying, like, you don't know how much something like that means to me. And, and you know. And then you kissed. And so he's born again. I spent the night in his hotel room. <laughs> but I mean, like, legit, like, like you said, childhood, like, icon, hero, yeah. like, it was everything that I wanted it to be. So I got to thank my wife for doing that for me. And the rest of the audience wants to know what you did for your wife. <laughs> so my wife has some special stuff. That's coming. Okay. So, okay. All right. Very good, man. I'm so, glad that you got that moment, bro. Yeah, yeah. That was a great story, man. Yeah, it was awesome. Very good it was story. Awesome. How about you in the past couple of weeks? Oh, wow. Uh, I don't have much, man. You know, other than uh, doing the same things that I've been doing. I, I, I reached out to a lot of folks to get on some gigs. And so that's pretty awesome. And so I have a, a, a pretty good run of shows here coming up. You know, working out new material and everything. I read some of my script notes to my mom, and she's my the toughest critic for everything. As well, as far as like you know, the arts artsy stuff that okay. I'm doing, right? You know, the comedy well, your and all those things. Stuff. And so she's the toughest critic. And I read some of my stuff to her, and you know, midway through, she was like, "How long is this?" <laughs> <laughs> But she she really loved it. She thinks it's going to be a fantastic story. And so it's pretty good, man. You know, obviously Mother's Day was here and got to spend some time with the family. Nice. So that was good. Uh, but I do. Uh, you talked about Palm Coast and Deleon. Go ahead and pick that thing up, man. Go ahead and pick that wait, thing wait. up. Wait, wait. Before that. Yes, sir. So you performed comedy. Did I? Yeah. Since the last time we spoke? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, then I did. Yeah. <laughs> That video uh, that you sent to me. Remember? Oh, yeah, that's open mic stuff. Uh, yeah, Bob. yeah, I, I sent that to you so you could kind of see the new material. Like yeah, you've yeah. seen all of my stuff. You've been yep. there from day one. So, uh, yeah, I was just working some stuff out, man. I think there's some good some good things to, to hold on to there. And uh, I'm looking forward to just getting out there and, and really crushing some shows, man. So, nice. Yeah. Speaking of comedy and speaking of Palm Coast. De Leon is with us. What up, man? What's going on, fam? Okay, talking to the mic, my brother. Oh, I'm There not talking to go. the mic. There you go. Hey, can it's you hear me it's now? It's been a minute since you've been on with us, huh? Yes. I, I'm. I, I, listen, I've been actually sitting back here taking notes of... I, I need to get that information from Jeff of what barbershop not to go to because I don't want to get shot up if I go there. If you walk in, they're gonna I don't, like, I don't want really Frank. Like, I don't want Frankie Fourfingers to put out a head on me while I walk in this barbershop. He's he's finally here. They sent him. Carlos, what's good, man? You, oh. I mean, we haven't spoke to you in on here in a, a good amount of time, and uh, you've been making a lot of moves, man. Just big picture stuff. What's going on right now for you? Man, um, listen, we've we've continued to grind. Um, the wife and I, we, we continue to do our thing with our, you know, we, we're no longer calling it a I, mobile cigar lounge. Yo, we are I don't now, even know if the last, I don't, I don't even know if the people know about oh, that stuff. No, yeah, so you're like, right, you're right. Yeah, it's been, so a lot of changes. Yeah, you might have talked about that on another podcast, yeah, but it yeah, wasn't yeah. on here. No, when so, I saw Carlos outside before we got in, I was saying that the last time that we spoke on the podcast, 
Isaiah was getting ready to go to school. That's crazy. It's it's been a minute. So it's like been a minute. catch us up. So yeah, so since then, you know, our son has graduated from the University of New Hampshire. Uh, Do that, is there like a thing when people say University of New Hampshire is like UNH? Anything like that? I mean, what's the, the mascot? Wildcat. Wildcats. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, man, he graduated from there uh, with his uh, bachelor's in mechanical engineering, and Oof. now he started his career in the army as a second lieutenant. Uh, and he's just he's right now in Fort Benning, Georgia, and his branch is infantry. So he's going through what they call IBOLIC, which is infantry basic officer leader course. Were you his first salute? Oh, 100%. I had to shave my beard. Yeah. I had to shave my <laughs> beard. So let, let me beard. tell the people, Carlos, over the past few years, he's been growing this really thick beard. And I'm talking about this thing might have been down to his his auxiliary line, which goes from to nipple to nipple. To my sternum. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's where his beard was at. And then he had to shave. And we and, and I had to catch him by surprise. By the way, he he had no idea that I had went and copped the new um, the new army uniform, which uh, resembles the pinks and greens, the World War Two uniform. So he had no idea I did any of that. And uh, leading up to the event, because of everything that was going on last year, we weren't sure if we were going to be able to attend his graduation. So I literally waited. To like 20, 30 minutes before his graduation to shave because He's I was like, like yo, I don't get rid of this. I was like, listen, <laughs> I need to know if this is all. He's like, yo, dad, we're good. I'm like, Isaiah, I need like guarantees. He's like, I, yeah, we're good, dad. Right. So I had to shave my beard. And by the way, I didn't start off with, sh- I shaved the beard, but I had left a thick, my, my mustache, I had left that thing so thick and nice, and white, the wife was like, nah, fam, you, you gotta get rid of that mustache. She's like, you crazy, this shit looks ill. But yeah, we, I ended up shaving. You I probably look like, like Wario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, no, man, so we, when we got there, um, he came outside trying to see where we were at and stuff, and I... At the time, I was driving, like, I think it was my sister's SUV or something. And I was like, oh, I'm right here. And he's like, where? I'm like, right here, the black SUV. He's like, dad, where? What SUV? And he's, he's staring dead at the SUV and staring at me as a driver. And when he realized, he put his he- hands on his head like, what the <laughs> fuck? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it was the craziest thing ever, man. So, yeah, we were, we were pretty. It was, it was an emotional day. Um and, and man, I'm I'm just glad that we were able to do that. For that's him. good, man. Oh, yeah, that's congrats, good. That's Isaiah. That's exciting, yeah, yeah absolutely. And so, congrats, Mama Dukes de Leon, too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. We 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 always celebrate. You know, our, our whenever our kids win, we win. You know, we that's always been our mentality. So, and we know that Isaiah doing that, he's a great example for his sister. So his yeah. sister's crushing it too. Yeah, man. His listen. His sister right now, she so I've always been, when it comes to sports and, and extracurricular activities with my kids, I mean, you've you've known me, Jason, you've known me for a while now, and you know that I'm like, I, I put them in anything and everything. It don't matter what it is. I'm like, whatever, let's try it. And I don't just put them in these sports. I, I, get, I get my hands in these sports regardless if I don't know nothing about it, like lacrosse. I didn't grow up playing no lacrosse or anything like that, but for the sake of... You know, getting my daughter involved in a sport. I was like, why not? So uh, with with our daughter, it's been like, you know, she's played different sports. 
uh, from lacrosse to soccer to um, gymnastics, several other ones. But man, she's so as you know, as my daughter, you know, and and I've uh, you know I love guns and everything like that. I've always wanted my daughter to be that hard type of you know like grow up shooting guns and everything. So I've tried to convince her to go shoot with me, but she. She's like, no, no, no. You know, I, I'd rather do archery. Now, mind you, all she did was like in a program in her school for like a few weeks was some archery program. But it was that was it. That It was just a little bit. So she kept on telling me that. And I finally listened. I said, you know what? Instead of me continuously trying to like make her, you know, go with me, go shooting and, and buy her a rifle. Why not listen? And. If she's asking me to go do archery, then maybe I should listen. So I went out um, this past for her birthday and I bought her a bow. Man, listen, she just started with this with this thing. And that was in December and already in January towards February. When I started seeing how, how into it she really was, I said, okay, maybe I, I need to find her somebody that... that can really train and I found an archery gun uh archery and gun club near me so which means I can get you know best of both worlds I can go shoot was it was it Dom's archery and gun club <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely not definitely, I, I wouldn't be surprised though if he got his hands in there <laughs> no this is sanitary <laughs> yeah nah but um she started she started shooting in archery and next thing you know she started competing and and yeah, man, she's like her passion for archery like was so deep that she literally told me like one day she was like, Dad, don't even don't even bother. Don't don't sign me up for soccer. Don't sign me up for this softball. All I want to do is archery. This mm -hmm. is what I love. And I'm like, yo, like she's she's you know, she's very serious yeah. about that's this. one thing about y'all, man, is that as long as I've known you You've always been kind of outside the box with uh, presenting different options to your kids and just kind of how you live your life in general. And like you always you guys are always on the go. You always like if you want to if you get a, a, a spark about something, you get inspired by something like you go, you're like, all right, let's do it. And I've That's always right. appreciated that about you. Yeah. And we get we get hyped with them, regardless if we don't know anything about this sport or activity they're doing, I literally get involved. Like I, 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 I do research and I say, and now the thing with our daughter doing this is she's got everybody in my house fired up. Like, you know, um, you know, we're, we're literally all talking about getting Yeah, bones. we all fired up now. Yeah. One, yeah. two, yeah. three. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but you know what though? Good on you to actually step back as a parent and listen to to your daughter who kind of was like i'm telling you i don't want to do nothing else and look at where she's gone to yeah like I, a rocket absolutely mm -hmm. and and that was that was one thing that was hard for like me. a dogecoin yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the thing you know and like i said in the beginning i was trying to get her you know i've tried to get her to do different things right i'm like yo we're gonna sign you up for fighting we're going to sign you up for this. We're gonna, and, and she tried it. She tried those things. But um, 
She was very hesitant about all those things in the beginning. Well, guess what? Now that she's all into archery, she literally came up to me like uh, about two weeks ago or so. It was like, Dad, I want to learn how to shoot. I'm like, yo, isn't this crazy? Like, she she's all into archery, and now she wants me, yeah. you know, to to teach her to shoot. She's as well. like, on my time, sucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it's fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta. I don't. It's like you said. You know, as a parent, we gotta sometimes recognize these things, and and if you want to get the best out of them, then you gotta sit back and say it's it's not on necessarily on our time, but whenever they're ready. Yeah. yeah. So you said. That you presented her with fighting and she was like, nah, Pops, I don't want to do all that. And then you said, okay, if you ain't going to do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> you, you know what? We, <laughs> so this is, this is the crazy thing. When it comes to fighting, my, I think my kids know like for the longest time I've always been one that's been about fighting. In some way, shape, or form, it's always been something that I've always been trying to get them to do with Isaiah whether it's been boxing, whether it's been boxing or it's been jujitsu or, or, you know, whatever it may be, I've always tried to get them involved. But check this out, though. They've, I've, always, I've also always told Isaiah stories of all these different times that I got myself into some sort of altercation, right? So what you're what you're talking about is the fact that I signed up for a for a yeah. for a fight. Yeah, and I I, I feel like uh, that that I don't know that that energy right now is still within you because you came in here today rocking the Jason Statham look. Like <laughs> like you did. Yo. You're like I'm not going. I just give me a one guard, bro. I'm not going. The mechanic <laughs> is in the house. <laughs> By the way, new Statham movie, Wrath of Man, this Friday. It? This Friday comes out. Oh, I thought it came out last Friday. I think it came out last Friday, bro. I'm behind. Yeah, absolutely. Damn, I gotta see it, man. Yeah, I'm a big fan. But yeah, you threw your you threw your name in the hat, literally. Let me let me let me let me present some backstory here. At least from what I know, is that uh, one day Carlos just told me that he was gonna be in a boxing match. That he like, and I'm like. I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, he told just me. Just all that, casual? Yeah. Oh, by like, the way. he signed up to put gloves on and go in. Like, I've, I know I know that he's always been a fan of boxing and he's always, that's always kind of been a part of him. But, you know. <laughs> it's not the hold, same. Hold up. Yeah, it's not the same. At some point, there just comes a certain time in our lives where you got to let it go. Right. But then. You hit your midlife crisis age, and you're like, <laughs> and you're like, you know what? I gotta do all of these things, and this is one of those things where he was like, I gotta do it now, or it's gonna be in the back of my brain forever. Yeah. So he signed up for this boxing match, bro. And let me tell you, I went. He, he's gonna provide some backstory, but I went out there, right? Where was it? In Fayetteville, North Carolina. Okay. And. <laughs> I, I don't know how much I can say, but to me, it was like a scene out of Sons of Anarchy, bro. I was like, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's legit. It was like, it was like, yo, they had a legit ring. It was like legit, uh, a legit, legit promotion, announcer. right? Legit announcers, right? Um, home, there was a hometown boy that uh, that kind of was like backing it and everything. He's like seventeen and old or something like that. Really, really, really uh, uh, notable cat. So it was, it was kind of legit, but it was kind of legit, but it was also like kind of not legit because it was kind of like, 
who can we get to fight in these boxing matches? And Carlos was one of the dudes that they was like, we can get him to be in a boxing match. Oh, God. So, go ahead. No, so let me tell you, like, they asked me this uh, randomly. We were like, hey, it was like, so just le- yeah. Rewind for a sec. So okay. How did you know them? How did they get okay, in touch good. with you? All right. All right. So it started off right. Um, let me let me back this way up. Because it wasn't like you were in line at Publix and they were yeah, like, no, by no, the no, way, no. so we that guy right there. <laughs> Yo, he's got potential. Nah. So um, all right. So if, if those of you that don't know, uh, my wife and I we started our business a few years ago. Uh, we own Monte de Leon Cigars which is a mobile cigar lounge, but we are now calling it the traveling cigar experience, right? So it's basically a seven by 16 foot trailer. Uh, and we haul, it's a, it's a humidor that we haul around to events. So we've been able to do some cool events. Uh, with your own cigars as well. Yeah, which is funny. We didn't start off with our, uh, with our own cigars at first, which is, that's why I was telling you with everything going on with the pandemic, um, in 2020, one of the things that it taught us was to realize that we can do this with our own cigars. And, you know, I, I can go deep into that, but, you know, basically we have our own cigars. Our cigars come from Puerto Rico as well as Nicaragua. And we're, you know, we're super proud of that. Uh, so through our business, we've been a, we've been given opportunities, um, to go do different events. Well, one of the companies that is out of Fayetteville, North Carolina, the name of this company is Kraken Skulls. It's also a veteran-owned company. So Chad, which is the owner of Kraken Skulls, he be putting together these crazy events, right? So because it's called a compound. Yeah. Which nice. means like almost anything goes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The compound. Yeah. So, well, one of the first events that Chad um, hit me up about was being a part of an enduro race, a stock car enduro race. So he was like, hey, do you want to bring your, you know, mobile cigar lounge out? I was like, yes. He was like, hey, do you want to race a car? And I was like, yes. So, you know what I mean? Hell That's yeah. how it pretty much started. So we, we've done already like two races um, at this enduro race, which it was, is uh, another crazy event. Like it's bananas like you're you're smashing into cars not intentionally but it's because they wet the, the it's like a derby almost yeah oh, hell's yeah. yeah yeah so and and we are most of the cars that are out there are b6 and b8s we are the only one mad puerto rican with the mazda rx7 like you nice. know out there doing our thing so fast forward you know, um, Chad continues to put together. And you know that because the paint job on the car is of a Puerto Rican flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, you know, he put, continues to put together more events and he decides to put together this next event called um, the Kraken Skulls Boxing Brawl. And so I was there. How yeah. did you do in this enduro race, by the way? Yo, so both we've raced in this event two times. Both times there's been almost 50 cars and we've placed top 10. Nice. In both races. Never raced before in your life. No, no, never raced before. And it's 200 laps. Uh, we have one driver take on the first 100 laps. And the second driver, which in this last race was me, I did the second 100 laps, which one of my oh boys. Oh, my God. You bro. know, I'm going to get to. But one of my boys that came out to our boxing event, he was like, I just realized something. 
you should stick more to boxing than the endurance. You do much better in this event. So yeah, so um, so he put together another crazy event, right? Another one of those bucket list event uh, for combat veterans, and was like, "Hey, I'm putting together a boxing event. Do you want to fight?" Like he literally just asked me. So in that moment, I, I will say that, like it was it was for charity, so the money went to a good cause and everything. So it nice. wasn't just like. Come on out and, and like just you know what I mean. No, so yeah, good. yeah, it was, it, it was definitely good. It yeah. wasn't like a Fight Club deal. No, yeah. no. Oh, well, like, kind of borderline. <laughs> I mean, the funds went to a great cause, but as far as Fight Club, yeah, it was it was almost <laughs> like Fight Club. God. But uh, yeah, man, he he put together this event and was like, "Do you want to fight?" So I signed up for. It. I was like, "Yeah, I want to fight." Now this is without me knowing who I'm going against. Knowing what up, like anything, and and not even ever calculating and saying, "Hold on, fam, I'm 40 years old. I've never boxed in an event. Like, you haven't trained. Maybe you should think about this. Backyard brawlers, bro. Like, pretty much, like, are you sign up? Who you get is who you get. God damn. <laughs> so, so the 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 like in the beginning, I was good, but then I realized like the mentalness, the, the mental. Uh, what's the word? Mental strength that yeah, is required, good. like to prepare for this event. It was very, it was very mentally challenging. I was like, "Yo, this is this is real." Because now I'm thinking about every story I ever told my son about me fighting. I'm like, you know what's gonna happen if I get knocked the fuck out in this ring? This dude is gonna be like, "Dad, you know all those stories you told me? Void it. Mm-hmm. Forget about them. Mm-hmm. I don't believe any one of them." Ugh. So I'm like, "Fuck." So this was going through my mind, and uh. Yeah, man. Leading up to the fight, I was... So how, how, when did you get asked? And from the day that you got asked, how long was it until the day of the fight? I want to say it was uh, like two or three months before the fight. Uh, I was asked and there was some changes made leading up to the fight, which was, you know, if you thought, if you thought signing up for a fight was a mental disaster... Let you like your opponent change up on you at last minute, like days before the fight. Aye, aye, aye. So at this point, I just had to like stay there and just, all right, I'm just gonna keep going and you know, we'll see what happens. So leading up to the fight, man, I'm sitting there in my backyard. My, my daughter's looking at me like, what is this dude doing? I'm literally just, you know, I'm hitting, I'm hitting Jason up like, hey. You got some workouts I can do to train up for this fight. I'm hitting my cousin over at Get It Core Fitness. Like, hey, you got some workouts? He's like, ah, run and do burpees. You'll be fine. Oh, boy. It's like, oh, man, I'm not going to be good at this. This is going to suck. But I'll tell you what, man. All that, those small preparations before leading up to the fight helped with the mental aspect. Because if I would have climbed into this ring... And I wouldn't have done any type of training. Oh, man. You would have been the dude that you fought. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It would have been, it would have been, it would have been torture. So I was there and I got to be in his corner. Okay. And, and so it was three, it was three round fight. And. How long was the rounds? Two uh, minutes. Two minutes or 90 seconds? No, it was two minute rounds. Two minute rounds. Right. And. Like I said, man, these are, you know, these all these dudes ain't boxers. Right. So a lot of cats are getting gassed right. out yep. quick, yep. super fast. Throwing quick halfway through round one, they're done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, 
but like he said, he had he had he had trained, he had prepared himself, and we kind of had a, a game plan uh, through the rounds to where we would let him know when thirty seconds was left, and then the, then the, there's the ten second marker, and it's like, yo, okay, throw your haymakers, yeah. yeah, and <laughs> Carlos, he could have done way more damage to this dude than he did. Okay. Right. So as cornermen, me and the other cat that are there are like frustrated because like, yo, why don't you Light drop this dude, yeah. man? But and kudos to both of them. Like I give props to the dude. Like as much as I wanted Carlos to knock his block off because he's in a boxing ring, is like the, the dude was friendly, you know. Right. Which was also part of the game plan. It was part of the strategy, right? Because the dude only had short notice. And so uh, I think that played into the dude's strategy. Please tonight. don't hurt me exactly, that bad. Exactly, exactly. I, I thought it was a... It was the opposite kind of strategy. But it was, I was a like, ringer. Oh, man, I know what you're oh, that doing. He, yeah, that yeah, he yeah. rope a dope. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a rope a dope. But Carlo, he did his thing, man. He did his thing for a midlife crisis, and <laughs> and, nice. and he he showed up, and it was exciting to be a part of, man. It really was. And like as much as I'm sure his his juices got going while he was in the ring, like just being there in the corner and everything, it was super exciting. And I I, I wanted to ask. Like, do you remember feeling any punches? Like, what were you thinking while in the ring? You know, so before I tell you that, let me tell you, before this fight, I didn't want my family to come out to I didn't want my wife. I didn't want my daughter to come out to this fight. Just, Just in, in case. case. Yes, yes. <laughs> Just in case. But then I realized the weakness in that. Like... I, like this was part of that mental thing and I was like dude you can't fuck you can't be that way man so I told you know what so my daughter I literally told her the night before I was like you're coming with me and she got crazy excited about coming out and I'm like man why are you so don't be this excited man you could have told me you had some plans <laughs> <laughs> so yeah man she came out and um and my wife and I we had just we were wrapping up an event in Orlando Florida which I had to skate out of that event a day prior for this fight, and my wife had to still be out here for another day to continue the event. Which, so, as his corner man, I was like, bro, you're doing a big-ass event in Orlando. Then you're going to drive up from that event where you're going to be grinding to come and do this. So when he talks about like he wanted anybody to see him get dropped, I was like, this dude's going to be so gassed. <laughs> you know? be I was before drinking. you even get started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying to tell him like, you know, like wean off the drinks, like make sure you're hydrated, all of this stuff, right. man. And then Ye's sitting there seeing me do Instagram stories yeah, with a drink yeah, in my hand yeah. and a cigar in the other hand. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, like, yeah, I oh, was man. calling his ass out like, bro, be serious right now. So... So, you said that your opponent got switched out. Yeah. So, I mean, what were you thinking when that happened? What were the differences between who was scheduled and who you actually fought? Well, that's the thing. You don't know. You don't know much about anybody. Okay. Like, for the most part, you know, you don't know what this opponent is coming with. You don't know what kind of, you know, hidden background they have in... in, in 
you know, their training or, or whether they, right? Because he, if you get a Golden Gloves that hasn't fought in 10 years, doesn't mean he doesn't have skills. Right. He still right. has yeah. skills. He right. just he just now knows how to use his energy a lot better mm-hmm. and he's still going to destroy you. So they, these are, all these things were, were on my mind leading up to his fight. I was like, oh my God, I, I, I don't know what I'm coming up against. But um, from the sound of it, though, your guy only was... No golden gloves, golden Grahams. That's about no, it. no, no. He, like we we both got in there and 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 did our thing. And it's like Jason said, you know, I give him props, you know, because he took on this fight just like I did because he wasn't even supposed to be right. the original guy. And was it like a he friend got, of somebody? He got one of the judges' scorecards in the first round. Oh, look really? at that! Look he at did. That. And after watching the fight back, I gotta say, yeah, he was right. I could. He wasn't. I was, he wasn't wrong. Yeah. Does you make does it make sense? Yeah, absolutely. He wasn't wrong, but he wasn't right either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, it's, you know it's, the, it's the first. Are. It's the first round. You know what I mean, right. where where you, you have those yeah, so, nerves so running what were you, through you. So what were you thinking actually? Once the once the bell rung and you guys, what, oh man, what was, in your, what was going through your mind? Listen, once that bell rang, oh man, them nerves were like float, just floating all through me, and uh yeah, man. I just at, at that point, it's like I I could no longer hear anything except see what was in front of me and, and see you know what I had to do. Um, once we started like going around jabbing and and mm-hmm. everything like that, I started getting um, just much you know, more comfortable. Yeah. Um, it's I I think, but but the second round was where I really mm-hmm. I really got more comfortable. So the second round. These cats came out throwing haymakers, like because the dude, well, he was down, right? He did not win the first round, mm-hmm. and he he knew it too. And towards the end of the first round, like Carlos kind of sh- like showed him, like, "Yo, I'm not, I'm not like I can do this," and so he was tagging him, right? And second round, you know, like it's only a three round fight. Dude's gonna come out guns blazing, yeah. and so Trying the crowd went crazy, bro. Because these dudes came out just like wailing on each other, man. Jeez. It was so good. Yeah, Oof. and I, one of the things that was one of the things that I remember hearing the most. I couldn't hear much of anything, but what I could hear, which was very surprising for me, was my daughter losing her shit on the on on the side of the ring. She was like screaming so loud and I was like what like I've never seen this child like go to that level of like trying to hype me up to do this so that that kind of that that pretty much lit a fire in me you know what I mean seeing that did it go from like this is my beautiful daughter and unicorns and rainbows to like dad kill her yeah, like, yo, <laughs> yo she she literally looked like that she was even talking Spanish which was like not she doesn't she had normally her boat do. ready bro cause she was gonna get off that dude <laughs> she was gonna drop Carlos man nah man but yeah and it, like we've known you for a long time bro and yeah. I know how good hearted of a man you are right so yeah. when you are like that Right. I like, like I like how you said that, and then you ask him like, right? <laughs> no, like legit. So when you're in a ring, right? Yeah. About to throw punches at somebody when we all know that back in the day, the only time you threw punches was to defend yourself in like a real legit situation. Like, does all that good heartedness leave your head? 
and just get replaced with red? No, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna answer for him. Okay. Because he didn't go for the kill. Okay. He, but he, he, okay. No, you let me finish, bro. <laughs> he didn't. You he shut didn't, up. He didn't go for the kill. Okay. He, he, and he had up. the opportunity. He let up. He had the opportunity quite a few times to drop the dude. Right, dude was gassed. Dude was winded. Carlos had open shots. He could pick his shots wherever he wanted, and he didn't. So that good-hearted nature still showed up in the ring. Yeah, I, I would definitely say so. Um, but so you were conscious of I could uh, unload on this dude, but let me have I was, some. I was, I was very conscious. Like you know, um, one of the one of the things that the other corner um, are, are, you know, other guy in the corner. He let me know is um, they call him Terp, but Terp was like he didn't want me to sit down. Like when when it came to the breaks, he was like, "You're not gonna sit down. You're gonna stand up." And I didn't realize how much, like how much of an effect that actually has because it actually. At first, I was like, ah, "I need to sit down." That's George Foreman style. But yeah. but I actually it, it actually kept me up. fired up. Yeah, yeah it, uh, like being standing up. But go, going back to what you said about being good-hearted, um, one, one of the main reasons that I took on this whole fight thing is because as, as a father and as a, as a husband, I want to make sure that I am able to, if I have to, get down. And that's pretty much what was going through my mind leading up to this fight. I was like, okay, if it comes to a moment... Where you gotta throw down with somebody, are you gonna be, you know, willing and able to? So able would be the biggest. Yeah. So so that's that that was one of the biggest challenges. I I kind of wanted to. It, it was you know kind of like showing my family like hey you know I'm I'm letting y'all know I'm here you know right so. Mm. Uh, so he won that fight. Um, so when. All three rounds went the distance? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, went the distance because Carlos let it go the distance. Right. Let's keep it real. <laughs> right. Let's keep it real. And, like, don't humble brag, whatever. Like, he let it go the distance. Dude was gas. He he let him, he let him, he let up. Uh, which, as a corner man, me, me and me and another cat were like, you'll knock this dude's block off because if he gets opportunity, he'll probably knock your block off. Right. Whether he would have or not, whether the dude had some other good hard nature in him as well. Right. Whatever, but um, so the fights were crazy. Um, Carlos did his thing, but like I said, one of the things that I appreciate about, appreciate about Carlos is how you just like continue to try to test your own limits. And so, from the enduro racing to the boxing to you know driving to and fro for his business, now this cat. Wants to do uh, an Ironman. Wow! Before, before that, oh, well, before I do the Ironman, uh, the first thing I'm gonna do is uh, is go to airborne school. Oh, I thought you were say let your hair grow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need my beard back. That's, you want to show me some courage? Let yeah. your hair grow, bro. Listen, I, hey, I'm already a quarter of the way there. <laughs> nah, I want to go to airborne school, man. Um, Which is wild because you were you were in the army, and so why airborne school now? Well, because when I was in the army, yeah, airborne school was one of those schools that I always wanted to do. But for 
you know, whatever reason or another, I, I never got the opportunity to go to airborne school, right? Um, for example, when I was stationed in Fort Bragg, um, I was getting, I already had done my airborne physical. I did everything and I was getting ready to go to airborne school, but then I came down on orders to go to Korea. So they canceled my airborne orders. I didn't get that opportunity, right? I ended up going to air assault school, which was pretty cool, but I always stayed with that in my mind. Like, man, I wish I would have gone to airborne school. So uh, a few months ago, one of my buddies who's airborne out of, you know, 82nd, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, he reached out to me. He was like, hey, you still want to be airborne? And I was like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, I'm, I'm a civilian already. He's like, there's a, there's a, a school that um, doesn't, it's an airborne school. It's located in Florida and they allow uh, combat veterans to also attend this airborne school. He's like, but it's a legit airborne school because what it is, is for guys that need to do refreshers to continue their jump pay. They go out there and they they do they go through this jump school. So I was 100% in, bro. I was like, hells yeah. You know, especially knowing that my son's about to be, you know, getting ready to go to airborne school himself. So for me, that's another one of those challenges in front of me. Is it's it's not like a one-upsmanship, is it? It's not like I gotta no, stay I gotta no, no, stay no. ahead of my son no. so he knows <laughs> listen, that I'm still that dude. I, I listen, a long time ago I accepted that uh, my son is on another level. Yo, he, I I mean I, I mean I know you a long time, know him a long time, like yo, he he's filled out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he's a yeah. beast. He 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 legit he legit is a beast, man. Like um he motivates me. Like when I see everything he does and not only the things he does is with the passion that he does it. Like he really loves that shit. You know, while somebody else complains about a field problem for three days, he's like, mm -hmm. yes, you know, give me more. I want to be out there. I want to be doing these things. So, you know, it's pretty cool for me as a dad seeing that I just love seeing his passion. So what does the, so what does the airborne school entail? So this airborne school is going to entail me doing five jumps um, and it's going to be around um, D-Day, you know, commemoration of D-Day, World War II. Uh, so it's going to be, you know, what better time to go to airborne school than wow. during D-Day, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, that's going to be that's going to be amazing for me. Um, you know, very prideful moment. And I'm going to be able to when my son goes to airborne school. I'm gonna be able to show up with wings. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's just another one of those proud moments and stuff. And another tattoo. And, another <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> and so after airborne school, you're gonna go for an Ironman. Yeah. So check this out, man. Uh, one of my cousins, right? He's a uh, uh, he lives out in Kansas City, right? And let, let me just pause for a second okay. because what I want the listeners just to pick up on like the excitement. In Carlos's voice, just the the idea that like, yo, just just go do it, like just continue to just just if you see something like, just make it happen. I just I really wanted to pick up on that theme, but go ahead. No, so I, I just I want to tell you guys, it's like it's the power of of social media and, and the power of you uploading something as simple as a video. So I have a cousin, uh, Charlie Gomez, who's out in Kansas City, uh, you know, comes originally from where I'm from, out in Massachusetts. And uh, 
Charlie's a realtor, right? Now, I've always known Charlie as a uh, as a go-getter. Like he he just everything he does, he just goes after it, right? So I knew he was recently training uh, for for the Ironman. I don't know what they call it. It's a Ironman seventy point three Ironman. I'm not sure, but he was training for that, right? So I was I was I was peeping game. I was watching his videos from time to time, but I wasn't consciously like really paying attention to. Like I was paying attention, but you know I was like, oh, that's dope. You know, good on you. Until it came to the moment for Charlie to do the Ironman. And he asked if, you know, people can support him and download the Ironman track and keep track of his. Mm. Uh, and I was, I literally did it. I downloaded the Ironman track and I was able to keep up when he was done with his swimming, when he went on to his biking and then he finished off with his run. And I got that shit fired me up so much. I was like, yo, I'm fucking doing this, bro. Like, I, I'm, you know, and. and Normally, I, I'd sign up for shit on some crazy shit, like on some like zero fucks, like I'll do this shit tomorrow if I have to. But with this, I feel like I need to give myself some time. <laughs> so uh, my Charlie was crazy fired up when, when I told him how fired up I was. You know, he got fired up and was like, dude, there's, there's some coming up next year. He's like, sign up for one. He was like, I might even do it with you. Mm. So, um, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna be looking to train right now. I already kind of began my training and to to try to do one of those Ironman. What was the uh, how real did it become when you started your training? What was the thought that went through your head when you started training for this? So right, I mean, right now I am only in the beginning, right? So before I continue and tell you that part, let me let me tell you, like a lot of people might wonder, like what is going through my head when I sign up for shit like this? Listen, some people they think about today. Some people might think about tomorrow, a year from now, five years from now. I I think about like long after I'm gone. That's what I think about. And I think about that one day I'm going to have some grandkids and some great grandkids. And they're going to know that they had this badass motherfucking abuelo that did it all. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I, I do these things, you know, just for the sake of them being able to tell these stories. You know, I obviously do it, you know, be, because I do it for my family, you know, for my wife, for my kids. But most of the things, like I said, I do it because I think of that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um. What was the question though? What was it you said? No, I, I, yeah, I'll get to the question, but I, I, I really like that thought because uh, I've been thinking about going back to school for my uh, PhD in leadership and philosophy, and mostly for that reason because when I'm long gone, I want them to be like, yeah, we had a doctor in the family. Yeah, you know what I'm saying they're like of medicine, no, but he was a doctor. You know, and so for those same and for those reasons, uh, yeah. But, no, so the question that I had was, so you just kind of kicked off this training for your Iron Man, and oh, what, what what was a realization that came to you once you started this training? So, so I've been trying to figure out how to go about beginning this training. Right, first I I didn't I didn't pick a date that's crazy close. Like I I, I didn't want to put that type of pressure on me because sometimes you know you can 
through time, I realized you could hurt yourself when you, when you do something like that because you can overtrain or whatever. So I picked a date that was, you know, plenty of far out. You know, it's in the beginning of somewhere 2022. So it gives me plenty of time to, to not only train, but to break it up into phases. So right now I am in what I am calling the fitful phase. Right? Which means figure it the fuck out. <laughs> but yo, fist foe. Put it on a t-shirt, baby. But there's but there's two there's two phases to the fitful, right? There's the beginning, which is figure it the fuck out. And there's the second part, which is when you are actually in it and you are figuring it the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So right now, that's the phase I'm in. Um I, I'm trying to see uh where I'm at swimming. Where I'm at running, where I'm at biking. Yo, so, that's a book title, bro. Fitful? Yeah. It's a book title for sure. Yeah. We're do, actually, do you know what I love about you, bro? So, so many things. <laughs> but there are so many people, myself included, that say, oh, I want to do this. And, oh, I want to do that. And... You fucking do shit, you know? So, like, people that are listening to this right now who sit there and either have dreams of doing something or talk a big game of doing something, fucking do it. Like, you don't sit here and make excuses. You see something that you want, and it doesn't matter how, you fucking do it. And I fucking commend you, bro. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I, I was sitting here listening to you and observing you and even your body language. And we have a long relationship. And I'm just like, bro, you have come a long way. Right. And I just wanted to affirm that, man, like you've come a long way, brother. And this pod, this episode, obviously, we love having you on. It wasn't intended to be like, uh, you know, like we're interviewing you or anything like that because you are part of this show like a few others. And so but you have come a long way, bro. Just sitting there observing you, listening to you. It like it struck me like, yo. This dude has come so far. And in my head, I was even envisioning like a moment in the future where you are so much further and inspiring others because of all of the things that you were doing and in a a space much bigger than this in a platform much bigger than this. But I saw that and I just see a different man now than I even knew five years ago. And the way that I mean that is like you've remained true to yourself throughout this entire time. Like we've done Tough Mudders and World Tough, all that type of stuff together. You've remained true to yourself, but the way that you continue to grow and push yourself and challenge yourself and pass it on to the other generations and continue to inspire others and pull others into your network, you have grown tremendously bro and i commend you for that man and i'm I'm just affirming that like it's not like you don't need me to be proud of you or anything but i just want you to know bro that i am and i see that and i see so much more for you in the future yeah i appreciate that man um yeah i could i mean i know you say that you you've seen so much change i i 
I feel it and not in a way like I'm being like, yeah, you know, I've changed, man. But more like uh, I personally feel the change like my vision is 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 different like um compared to how it was a few years back you know we were talking about earlier when you watch a movie the first time mm-hmm. and then you let a couple of years go by and you become and you're like this movie's trash yeah <laughs> yeah like like uh what's the name of that body course prime jesus christ don't ever watch that movie now everybody's gonna go google it hey nah, um so you know, uh, when you come back to it, right? Like we're like that's exactly what we're doing right now, right? Think about this. This was this was a movie a few a few years ago. We literally shot a podcast, but if you think about it, all three of us were in a different state of mind. You know what I mean? Like our our mentality, and it's like you said, it's, it doesn't mean we weren't driven, we weren't you know focused and trying to you know focus on what we're doing, but we've continue to strive towards greatness that naturally we're just different we're just different at this point you know mm-hmm. what i mean compared to what we were which is mm-hmm. which is a good thing you know what i mean absolutely also. before before we get out of here i want to make sure that you tell the people about uh monte de leon cigars and just give us uh you know, high level stuff of, of what's happening with that and and uh, what your expectations are for the future. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as I stated earlier, uh, you know, my wife and I family owned business, Monte de Leon Cigars, uh, traveling cigar experience. We carry our own cigars. We have uh, roughly about nine lines of cigars under our brand. And our cigars come from a combination, right? Some of our cigars come from their boutique blend out of uh, Puerto Rico, which is under La Hoja del Chang. And then some of our cigars come from Nicaragua. Uh, there's, you know, we've we've slowly been growing this brand. You know, when you look at our when you look at our logo, you'll realize that there's an axe and a machete in our logo, and that pretty much comes from that grind. That, you know, that chopping away slowly at that you know banana tree but uh and a borrowed hat (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's um so we you know we're 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 continuing to grow this thing and, and you know we're we're recognizing some of the things that have been difficult in this business but at the same time we're we're learning you know and we're hoping that we continue to go towards like what we envision uh we've got several events lined up right now that we've been lucky to to you know be a part of um we're gonna be a part of an event in in new hampshire for fourth of july weekend which is gonna be dope um we're also gonna be doing another enduro race in uh before the fourth of july event in june um so that's gonna be in south carolina and yeah, we're just, you know, we're we're pretty excited, man. Like we're, you know, we're just taking it easy and, and seeing where everything takes us with this business. So good, man. Good. No, I think it's it's fascinating and to know that you even with your business that you still continue to pursue the things that that inspire you, that light you up while running a business is uh and i know obviously like it's 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 the family but um you know that takes that takes a lot and so you know that's commendable 
And it also demonstrates that, you know, there's time for it. Yeah. There's absolutely. time for it. Absolutely. So, he's not a businessman. He's a businessman. Yeah, exactly. Fam. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the point in this show where Big Jeff. Uh, we know Jeff, we know Jeff's heart We know Jeff has music in his soul In his blood Pouring out, pumping out of his eyeballs uh, You know the story Back in the days, Jeff was in the band Singing his butt off winning, winning shows And all kinds of things like that So he knows music So every episode, Jeff gets in touch With the emotion of the episode And finds the perfect song To bring this all together And it's actually it's actually on a playlist now that you can find on Spotify. And by the way, Carlos loves that playlist. Uh, what did you think about the playlist, Carlos? Yeah, I, I thought it was very inspirational. He thought it was very eclectic. <laughs> 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 um, but, you know, now that he's been on with us this time around, uh, you know, he's, I mean, he's been on the show before. So he's been around when Jeff's Joint has played. And some of those songs, uh, he's been a part of those episodes. And so this one he'll remember because he was a part of this episode. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Jeff's Joint. We only got a certain amount of time, man. Okay, Hefe, what are you pulling out there, bro? Tell us about it. So, it's Method Man. Yeah, uh-huh. Killing the game. Woo! Nice. Okay. We didn't get to that point because we can only play a certain amount of time, but yes. okay. So, just, yo, man, fucking just like I said, you know, bro, you just, you will not allow yourself to fail you know it touched me ow ow touch me in the morning it touched me on such a level (laughs) when going back to just how good of a person you are that you do things to be an inspiration for your kids and your family and and you want to be able to look in the mirror and know who's looking back at you for real and know that you know that your children are proud of who they see and who they could call father you know and that you know there are plenty of people that that's not even a thought as a, a father, you know, and, and in this day and age that we're in, it's super important and you're just doing it the right way. And, and bro, I've known you for over 10 years. And like Yeye said, like seeing where you were that long ago to where you are now in everything that you do, Killing the game, brother. Thank you, Killing the game. Go blah, blah, blah. 
He wants you to be able to look in the mirror and know that Jason Statham is looking back. <laughs> Yo, uh, did you have anything to say, bro, before we skedaddle up out of here? Nah, man. Hey, listen. Y'all keep doing your thing with the podcast, man. Um, you know, we're going to be paying attention to all the episodes that are coming up. Appreciate you guys having given me the opportunity to be a part of your show. And uh, Anytime, brother. Yeah, man. Hopefully, I'll be updating you guys with, um, you know, more good news in the near future. And... For those listening, where can they find you and your cigars? Yeah, you get uh, if you want to look for us on on Instagram or Facebook, it's at Monte de Leon Cigars. Um, that's spelled. Uh, the website is www.montedeleoncigars.com. Very good, very good. Oh man, this was good. This was good. I appreciate uh, you guys being here. And, you know, one of the big things uh, about us, Jeff, is that we like to celebrate people. We like to celebrate others. We like to celebrate life, yep. put positivity back out there. And that's what Carlos is doing with all of the great things that he's doing as well. And uh, it's important that we celebrate uh, our friends. We celebrate the small moments. We celebrate the small moments just as much as we celebrate the big moments, um, because a lot of times those are motivating factors for people and can keep them going and keep them inspired and keep them hopeful. Uh, you know, for the beast mode moment this week, uh, it's probably a throwback. I probably said it before, but comes right out of the team grasshopper playbook is don't allow yourself to defeat yourself. And, you know, I think Carlos is a great example of that, just uh, continuing to push and move forward despite uh, the circumstances or, or obstacles that might be in the way. A lot of times we get in our own heads and we think that something is unattainable when it is so attainable and we have enough time to do it. And uh, we just we get in our own heads sometimes. And to see the transformation that Carlos has gone through probably as a result of the lot of things that he continues to do that drives transformation within us and that's drill uh that has helped him with his own transformation and and that's how we all transcend and uh he's made great connections and and brought a lot of people along the way with him and i'm one of those individuals and so i appreciate him for that so uh your beast mode moment don't allow yourself to defeat yourself ladies and gentlemen for beauty and the beast mode podcast for monte de leon cigar and Carlos De Leon. This is J.A. Martinez. This is Big Jeff. Until next time, peace. See ya.